0: Welcome to the Healthy Compulsive Project Podcast, where you can take a deep dive to explore the pitfalls and potential of the obsessive compulsive personality, offering hope and help for perfectionists, workaholics, micromanagers, type A personality, and control freaks. Your colleague Mitch works very late hours, insists on perfection in team documents, and can get pretty bent out of shape at meetings letting people know exactly how they should be doing things. He needs to have things a certain way, and his anxiety is palpable if he doesn't. You might think to yourself, he's kind of crazy, but you're not sure exactly what kind of crazy he is. You might think, maybe he has OCD, but you'd be wrong if you did. Mitch has a condition that most people aren't aware of, the psychiatric diagnosis known as Obsessive-Compulsive Personality Disorder, also known by its acronym, OCPD. OCPD is different from the more well-known OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Most people, including many clinicians, don't know the difference between OCD and OCPD, so too often it's not recognized as a mental illness. And that's really unfortunate because those with OCPD can make themselves and everyone around them really miserable. And it doesn't have to be that way. OCPD is treatable, but it needs to be identified as different from OCD and acknowledged before work can begin. About 2.3% of the population meet the full criteria for OCD, while estimates for those meeting criteria for OCPD is between 3 and 8%. So, if we split the difference, at least twice as many people actually have OCPD As have OCD. Even some clinicians are not aware of OCPD and are therefore not able to make a differential diagnosis. This means that there are a lot of people running around out there with OCPD who think they have OCD. So, what's the difference between OCD and OCPD? First, let's start with OCD. OCD is a type of anxiety disorder which has specific, limited effects on a person's behavior and thinking. It leads to specific obsessions and compulsions, rituals, checking, and cleaning. In some cases, it puts serious constraints on the individual. Sufferers can get lost in cleaning or rituals, those are compulsions, at the expense of all other areas of their lives. Intrusive thoughts, those are obsessions, can be violent and extremely disturbing. So what is OCPD? In contrast... Compulsive personality affects a person's entire character, for better or worse. People can have an obsessive compulsive personality style, but not have the disorder. At their best, people with a compulsive style are creative, productive, and reliable. In fact, you can be compulsive and live quite well on the healthy end of the spectrum. That's the whole point of this blog. But, at its worst, the compulsive personality drifts into the personality disorder, OCPD. People with this condition are rigid, over-controlling, and perfectionistic. They have difficulty tolerating situations that they find to be unorganized or unethical. They cannot tolerate chaos. They lack flexibility. They have difficulty delegating, sometimes hoard, and are often needlessly frugal. They're all work and no play. They neglect or boss their partners. But, to keep it simple, today I'm just going to compare OCD with OCPD, the unhealthy version of compulsive personality. So I'm going to read from a chart outlining the differences. Some individuals have both OCD and OCPD, and there is some overlap, but these are still distinct conditions. Variations occur, of course, but these are the traits that typically describe the two conditions. Imagine OCD on the left side of the page, And OCPD on the right side of the page. So, first of all, OCD is an anxiety disorder, whereas OCPD is a personality disorder. People with OCD do not like their symptoms. People with OCPD can take pride in their personality. People with OCD have specific obsessions and compulsions, whereas with OCPD, the entire personality is affected. People with OCD are motivated. a need to prevent catastrophes, whereas people with OCPD are motivated by perfectionism and conscientiousness. People with OCD willingly seek professional help, but those with OCPD resist seeking professional help. When they do seek help, people with OCD are usually seeking help for relief from symptoms, whereas the people who have OCPD who do seek help do so mostly to salvage relationships or to get relief from depression. People with OCD spend time on compulsive rituals, such as cleaning and checking, whereas people with OCPD tend to spend their time on work projects and planning. The symptoms of OCD are generally maladaptive, except perhaps regarding hygiene. The traits of OCPD could be adaptive if used healthily and consciously. People with OCD do not necessarily suppress their emotions, but people with OCPD tend to control their emotions and delay gratification. People with OCD often feel insecure in regard to others. People with OCPD may become domineering if they have one of the particular subtypes of OCPD. While both conditions have a genetic component, the biological origins for OCD appear to be more significant than those for OCPD, which might explain why OCD responds more to medication than OCPD does. Medication can be helpful for OCD, but I've also worked with people in talk therapy whose OCD symptoms diminished significantly without medication. To illustrate the difference, let me introduce you to a couple. Deidre is a bank manager who suffers from typical OCD symptoms. Her husband, Peter, owns his own consulting firm and struggles with typical OCPD symptoms. He's on the unhealthy end of the compulsive personality spectrum. They're very different people. Deidre, who remembers has OCD, tends to engage in rituals and checking in efforts to calm her anxiety. She needs to have things at right angles. Her desk is always clear. She fears germs and constantly washes her hands. In order to avoid disturbing intrusive thoughts, she has to go where no one will see her and take off her shoes and put them back on. Three times. No more, no less. She checks to make sure the door is locked four times before she leaves the house. She doesn't like all this foolishness, but it feels absolutely necessary to her. She takes medication for her and it helps some, but there are those side effects. Peter, who remember has OCPD, tries to deal with his anxiety by perfecting, planning, and completing tasks. He might have a messy desk, but he's very organized and gets lots of work done. Too much work, most people would say. He would never check the front door four times because that's inefficient, a waste of his time, and he never wastes time. Friends have suggested he gets some help, as in psychotherapy, but he doesn't want to spend the time or money. Besides, as far as he's concerned, he's just fine. He has strong ideas about what's right and wrong, and it makes damn sure he's on the right side of wrong. Deirdre's OCD problems started when she was a kid. She had the germ thing going, and she worried constantly about doing something wrong and her parents dying as a result. Peter's obsession with work started late in high school and got more intense after graduating from college. A day in the life with OCD and OCPD. Today at work, Deidre had no problem calling his central office to ask for help. Peter slogged through his day doing everything himself. He won't hire anyone to help because no one else will do it as well as he does. He can't delegate. Deidre suggests that they go out to dinner to do something different for fun. Peter complies because he really wants to do the right thing. But because he's obsessed with work, They both end up feeling that he's just checking off a box. When they get to the restaurant, Deidre is on the lookout for germs. Peter's on the lookout to see that the waiter gets the order right. Deidre gets anxious about whether the iron is still on at home. Peter's still thinking about a project he hasn't completed. While they wait for the check, Deidre arranges everything on the table neatly. When the check does come, Peter scrutinizes it for errors. He won't pay a penny more than he owes. He's frugal and holds tightly to his money. When they go home, Deidre arranges her closets to relax. Peter goes back to his office and works more. The Potential for Happiness Despite all of her quirks, Deidre is a fairly happy woman. She's not perfectionistic and she knows how to have a good time, which usually happens when Peter is away since he's such a killjoy. Peter, on the other hand, is rarely satisfied, content, or joyful. The stars have to line up perfectly for him to be happy, which happens only when all of his projects are completed. Perfectly. He goads himself into accomplishment with discontent and self-criticism, not to mention how critical he is of others. He's not sure the point of all the work is anymore. He just knows that he has to keep working. Peter's capacity for hard work and conscientiousness are hijacked by his insecurities. Healthier compulsives are able to enlist these traits in the service of their passions. Deirdre's diagnosis is more well-known and therefore more easily acknowledged and dealt with. Peter's, unfortunately, often goes unrecognized and, sadly for everyone, untreated. You can find transcripts of this podcast with links to research sources and lots more at the Healthy Compulsive blog, www.thehealthycompulsive.com. If you'd like to subscribe to the Healthy Compulsive podcast, hit that subscribe button. And for a thorough guide to cultivating the positive potential of the compulsive personality, find my book on Amazon, The Healthy Compulsive, Healing Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder and Taking the Wheel of the Driven Personality. And if you find any of these helpful, let others know by leaving a review. Till next time, enjoy the drive.